Welcome to the Family OS Podcast. I'm Kate. And I'm Tanner. We're obsessed with creating the family life we desire, and we call it the Family Operating System. Join us each week to learn how to improve communication, be in control of your future, and love life. Welcome to the Family OS Podcast. My name is Kate, and today I'm here with Laura Fuentes. I'm so excited to have this conversa- conversation today because uh, it has been a mission over the last couple of years to improve the health of my family. And Laura has some years behind her in, in helping families do the same. So she's the creator of Mommables, where she's helped thousands of families improve their health and wellness by establishing healthier eating habits as a family with their family kickstart program. You've got five cookbooks and as we talked beforehand and a few extra ones too in there, but you're a successful entrepreneur, public speaker, spokesperson. You've made TV appearances. You may have uh, seen Laura on the Today Show or Good Morning America. And I love this. You were even on the Food Network uh, and, and you won. So that's that's awesome. You competed on the Food Network. Uh, you are born and raised in Spain, which is awesome. So you have a nice um, background there that can tie into food and variety. Uh, you live just outside New Orleans with your husband and three kids. You love to read, sleep, work out, and most of all, do travel adventures with your family, which is always so exciting. So Laura, thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to share some of these insights with your audience, Kate. It's just always such an honor to just come in and if I can drop a few tidbits of knowledge that I've gained along the way and help someone that's on the fence or struggling in their journey, I, it's just really, it's what I, why I do what I do. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're, we're in this business to, um, to make an impact, right? We're, we, I mean, this is, uh, this is something that has to have a passion, um, that comes from within. And so, um, why don't you talk a little bit just to give the audience, um, some of your history, like how did you even fall into this path of nutrition and healthy eating and how to help families do the same? Sure. So I'll sort of give you the synopsis of what something you mentioned that the, the variety and the food I grew up and I was born and raised in Spain. And for much of my upbringing, I lived with my grandparents who were of the generation of pre, well, you know, they're older. So post-war, war II era where everything was from scratch and fresh, and you only really ate what the market had for the day or what they raised and farm. Like we didn't live in a farm, but we had a small garden in the back. So you just ate the chickens and the eggs from the back and, and the variety and the creativity that my grandmother had with food and her pride on the fact that it wasn't fancy. It was simple, but it was fresh. And that to her was what health meant. We lived on the Mediterranean. So we had a very Mediterranean diet, you know, lots of beans, olive oil on everything. If we could drink it, we could. Um, So really my upbringing was very simple and joyful when it came to food. We weren't all like lean and athletic and skinny. No, we just, we enjoyed food for the nutrition that brought our life and Meals were, I don't remember a meal where someone reheated food on their own and ate alone. Like meals were a family thing. You ate when the kitchen was open and when the kitchen closed, you waited until the next time it opened, right? Mm -hmm. And so I feel like that feeling of 
joy in partaking on that entire, you know, on that uh, meal at any meal and all meals, I've, it's something that I've really tried to establish really hard with my family because now, of course, many years later, we live in a society that's really busy and really, and all the messaging that we hear from food marketing and nutrition, it's all about how to get the most bang for your nutrition buck really quickly. So it almost eliminates the process of what the basics of food, which is to nourish our body and just to really think about it spending time together. Mm. So I try, I am a self-taught cook. I, my background is in global economics, corporate <laughs> world. It has nothing to do with food, but I felt like after I became a mom, I had to teach myself how to cook, not the way my grandmother could, which was from scratch. And that's really everything she did for the day at every meal, but like really for a busy family. So how do I take what I love from my upbringing, which is that freshness and feeling pride and feeling good about the foods that I'm preparing without having to take all day cooking it or and really finding those shortcuts. And I felt like there's a lot of the things that we assume that they could just, they could really, they're quicker than we really think, right? Mm-hmm. Like we all look at these homemade, I'll give you the best example, because if anyone that's listening has kids, I'm sure your kids always want like mac and cheese or something like that. Right. We forget that You can boil the pasta just as fast. You can just throw the cheese and milk and melt it and you have mac and cheese in the same amount of time. So it's really the, can I make something quickly or just as quick with simpler basic ingredients that then in turn, I feel good about the food that I'm putting out to my family. I'm not saying that I don't own a box of mac and cheese in the pantry because we do have that. But what I want to say is that at every, at most meals, if we have to make the meal anyways, how do we go back to basics, eat foods that will nourish ourselves, our bodies, and our family, and that we will feel good about what we're doing, right? We're already putting in the work. We're already putting in the effort. So how do we match that, you know, with our behavior? Yeah. So what do you say to the mom who comes to you and says, I have these crazy work days, you know, I'm a nurse, you know, so I'm working 12 hours a day. Uh, when, do, when do I cook? When do I actually create this balance of here are my responsibilities for work? And now I want to be able to have those responsibilities for my family and know that I'm taking care of my family well and feeding them um, healthy. Like how, how, how does one even start? Sure. Uh, the best place to start is to find, I always say like, you know what, you you can go all in, but let's just find one place to go all in at, right? So, you know, we all have to eat three meals a day and snacks and whatnot. What is the biggest culprit? What is the, your, what is the, of your guilt of your knowing that, oh gosh, I need to do better. Right. Cause it's really all about how we feel. It doesn't matter what we do, but if you, and most moms come to me and say, you know what? I really want to improve dinner. And I'm like, you know what? Why? Because mostly, because that's the time that for one way or another, we can at least enjoy one meal with our family. The rest of the meals are often enjoyed on eaten on the go. So I said, okay, if we're going to start with dinner, then let's just plan out in 10 minutes what it is that you're going to eat. Hmm. And I know it seems like, oh, but so simple, but really it's about taking 10 minutes to plan it out and go, here's what we're going to eat this week. And then 
it, now, if you're just somebody that just, or you're not a cook, then that is where something like meal planning comes in. We help thousands of families to do that. When I first started in my journey, I subscribed to a meal planning service because I didn't know just how to combine ingredients. So I was spending less time in the kitchen, right? Like if you just cook once and then turn something that you've cooked extra into another, into a completely different meal, you're not bored with what you're eating, right? You're eating something totally different. And I think that's where the variety piece comes in. And so you have, my, my thing is like, you have to feed yourself and your family anyway. So you right. might as well take press pause for a minute and think through it, right? It's like you're earning a paycheck regardless and your money's gonna go somewhere. So it's best to take a second to go, where do I want to allocate my money and my paycheck? How do I spend it this month so that I have enough in the bank to cover everything? Yeah. And it's the same thing with meals. Yeah, I mean, that's so, I think that's probably actually even a deeper route to what's going on is that we're not taking the time to plan, right? We're not taking the time to plan our budget. We're not taking time to plan our food. And, you know, that's one of the things and the elements that you have in Mama Bowls, like you've got to meal plan. And it's actually something that we've learned that if we actually plan out just those, like you say, 10 minutes to just say, okay, here's what we're going to eat this week. Here's, here are the days that I will cook and I'll yeah. cook extra for, you know, the lunch the next day or, or just to have the leftovers for a dinner the next, you know, a day or two later, um, that actually will in turn save you time. So much which time, we, which we don't, we don't think we think that's, you know, counterintuitive, but it actually does save you time. Yes. And not only that, but it also, I'm all about of how we feel after the fact, right? So it's about following through with what you planned on doing. So mm -hmm. when you meal plan and you cook the food that you plan on, or on, on cooking and you make those meals, you, it's almost like you are, you self reward over time, your emotion to, I can stick to this. I can do this, right? I can feed my family. And yes, you are, you are able and capable of doing that. It's about the follow through and just we're all super busy, but it sucks to have to cook five and six nights a week. So why not just cook three, for example, right? right? And then, you know, the things that I share online is like, hey, you don't have to be like my grandmother who roasted the chicken every day. You can just go pick up that rotisserie chicken at the store if right. that's what's going to get a meal on the table. Yeah. You can use canned beans if that's what's going to get some black bean tacos going in a couple of minutes, as opposed to driving through Taco Bell or... Right. Or, or, you know, not, not that, that I'm just saying like the comparison, I, right? I don't know how people eat Taco Bell. I don't know. I just, I, know, I said tacos. That's the first thing that came to I my know, mind, but, but you know what I'm saying? I had a, just a side note here. I had a story or a friend who I used to work with, um, who loved Taco Bell and he, there was one that just opened across from his apartment. And so he went there, he was so excited that he went there for like every night for like the first week or something. And no joke by like the end of the week, he goes to order and the guy at the, at, you know, taking the order was like, Oh, I'm sorry. I can't give you any tacos. Like the meat hose broke. And just the idea of like meat coming out of a hose. I, I, I was like, Oh my, I like, I don't know. My stomach cringes on something like that. So anyway, I mean, just, um, I digress, but I'm like, what a, like, yeah, you want to just, there's a way to still make it quote unquote fast and still a healthier and an upgraded version. 
Yeah. And also if you're a lot of parents excited to me, like, but I could just do what maybe like a take takeout or the restaurant takeout, for example. I'm like, but I mean, if your finances prov- allow you to order out daily from a restaurant that's actually decent, healthy, and fresh, then by all means, if that is your choice. But most families are not in the position to spend $80 a night, or you know, if you're ordering from a fresh, well-made, healthier yeah. foods for a family of four, it's going four, to be right? $20 a person with after tax and all that. So it's $80 per night. And a lot of, and, and not only that, but you order and it's not as, I mean, it's good food, but you really don't know or have control of what goes into the food, but mm-hmm. also you have to drive there and bring it back. Right. And so it takes time and people think it's faster, but by all means, grilling the chicken on the pan and throwing some, some broccoli in the microwave, if you have to, and tossing a salad, it's a lot faster than driving and cheaper by like $50 cheaper at least, you know? But so again, it's really where we place our value Mm -hmm. and what our, and how our actions in turn translate into how we feel of the, because a lot about parenting is how we feel about the job that we're doing and the feeling is really gained from our actions. Yeah. Oh, so true. I mean, we really do feel like we're a good parent when we do this. We're a bad parent when we're not doing this or, you know, and um, yeah. And I feel like as I've, uh, Tanner and I have worked with couples, we've actually seen that the husbands and wives are more concerned about being a better parent than they are being a better spouse. Sure. You know, which, um, which kind of amazes me because I do really, I, I'm, I'm a true believer if your marriage is okay, like your kids are going to be okay. You know, so you got to start with your marriage first. And, and, you know, we, 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 you know, we touched on this before we actually started our conversation, but um, like changing how you operate in your family when it comes to food, maybe one spouse wants to get healthier, wants to make some of those healthier changes, just, just improve things. It doesn't even have to be like a complete 180, but like, Hey, I just need to make some, some minor changes here to just start feeling like we're, we're working better and healthier, um, as a family. And maybe the other spouse is, is not quite on board or, or feeling threatened by it. Um, can you just touch and speak a little bit on that and how, um, you know, families can kind of work together on this and, and make it a joint effort and not create friction? Yeah. So what I find most interesting about this piece is it's really, I, I don't know of, you know, as a family of a spouse who wouldn't want to live healthier. Right. And so I feel that it's because of how we often present the changes that we are about to embark is it translates into how our spouse will then respond, whether you can get, or you can meet resistance or you can meet, you know, an encouraging and supportive spouse. And the thing is because a lot of times how we approach change in food is, and we, how oftentimes unfortunately due to marketing, but it's often proposed to our spouses is in a quote diet, right? Mm -hmm. We need to go on a diet. We need to eat healthier. We need to do these, this, and that. And that 
by, by how it's proposed, it already poses shame on the, also the other person that they've not been doing a good job at doing that as well. Mm. So instead of just saying, hey, I think it's really important that we show our kids and we've set the example of what it's like to eat a balanced diet and what it's what those meals may look like and how can we how can we do that how can we and then in turn be healthier so that we can participate in the things that are important to us with our kids or mm-hmm. with our family right because we it, obviously there is a lot of research that the you know the healthier you are from within how you 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 then can participate in day-to-day activities right with our kids we all want to grow old we the thing is, is that we as spouses and or couples, we have the same goals and wants and desires for our lives, right? To grow old, healthy, to participate in the things that life has to bring for us. But let's rewind when we present healthier eating styles or changes, it's often presented in a way that translates into deprivation of pleasure or deprivation of um, joyful activities or social occasions, right? And the truth is, is that you can eat a balanced and healthy um, diet and still partake in birthday, going out. If you, you can still have football pregames with your buddies and drink beer, you can still do all of those things. It just means that in the day-to-day, right, in the 80% of the things, the 80% of the time that yep. we spend in the things that we consume, we're just going to be more mindful of what that is so that we can establish the good eating habits for ourselves as grownups and for our children. Yeah. Uh, One of the things that just as you were talking through it, it came to mind that when I, whenever I've needed to have uh, maybe a tough conversation or just know that there might be some pushback or whatever that might look like, um, I've always come into the, or for now a while, I've come into the conversation to say, hey, like, I, you know, I love you. Or, you know, if we're talking about the family, I love, you know, I love you. I love our family. Um, this might not necessarily be the easiest thing to talk about or the easiest thing to execute on, but um, here's what I would like to find resolution on. You know, I, I'd like your support, you know, and I think if we present it in a way of like, hey, I, I want you actually involved. Um, I would love to have you involved. Um, and, you know, let's do this together. And And when you can kind of approach it in that manner, it it does take the person off of the defense, right? And then they could be a little bit more open to saying, okay, because I know for, for us in making changes, I mean, I was, when I was single professional in New York, I was very disciplined with how I ate and what I ate. And then as soon as I got married, I got pregnant right away and I was first baby and then second baby and I'm over 40. So it's harder to lose the baby weight. And, you know, my husband has eating habits and I'm like, I'm not really like super keen on that. I had great food options in New York. I don't think the food options are great here in like the Denver area. And so it's just like all these things that changed. I'm like, God, who am I? You know, I have to make these changes and I, and I see how it's trickling down to my kids and I, and I don't want them to follow suit. And it hasn't necessarily always been easy. And we have, had our, you know, we've butted heads at times, like who's handling dinner or what's this, but we both know we've both come to the table to say, 
okay, though, we, we know that we need to make improvements. So yes, we might have some, some butting heads at times and we might be frustrated or maybe today was just a lost cause and we'll start over again tomorrow. But when you can have that conversation, say, I want your support. I'd like for us to do this together. Um, it just, you get on the same page and it just becomes a little bit easier. At least that's our experience it's, in our it, house. And you're totally, we were hundred percent right. I've been doing this for 10 years now with yeah. hundreds of thousands of community members. And I will say, and I've had three kids myself, and I will tell you that it, it, it is very common for the woman or the mom or the person who just had a few kids or one yeah. who finds herself wanting to lose the baby weight. There is nothing wrong with keeping a few pounds on. And there's also nothing wrong with wanting to get rid of them. Okay. Yeah. It's, and the thing is, is that we all know that, that it requires, like you just say, a certain discipline and certain planning and access and habits. And so it's, a, and the thing, what I try to, what people, but what women come to realize oftentimes is once you have kids is that it's tough, man. It is really tough to be the only one eating your grilled chicken and your salad while yeah. everyone else is having pizza or yeah. everyone else is loading up on pasta night or whatever, some amazing cheesy recipe from the Pinterest, from Pinterest you just made. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It is. So yeah. what I tell people is that you can still have the cheesy pasta, amazing million pinned pin recipe that you just been dying to try. You just cannot eat like that every single night. And neither can your family for not for not for the tiny health deposits of today, but the health habits of down the road in the future. You know, your health and the investment that you make is just like we all know, we all hear about saving for your future and retirement. Your healthy habits today are your, it's your physical health of your retirement years. Yeah. Okay. And so like what people don't want is to be taking 20 pills a day and not be able to enjoy their grandkids or their children that they're working so hard to, to do, you know, so it's either hard now or it's harder much later. Yeah. And I'm glad you brought that up because that's actually exactly what I'm going through right now with my own parents. I mean, even just five years ago, when I remember the first time they met my husband, I mean, we walked through New York City, you know, I was still, you know, still living in New York City. And like, we walked from St. Patrick's Cathedral down to Bryant Park. And if you're familiar with New York, oh like, my gosh. It's a, yeah, it's a little bit of a walk. Trek, right? so, uphill. Yeah. Uh, and, and so, you know, but they walked and, and even then, you know, they weren't, you know, they were a little slow, but I'm like, okay, you know, they're 70 or whatever. Now they're 75. Um, and in just five years, how quickly they have gone down and particularly my father that, you know, now it's, it's so common for the kids to take in, um, they're raising their own kids and they're taking in their parents. And so now we've got this multi-generational, you know, home scenario going on and taking care of aging parents. Like, like that's just a commitment that Tanner and I have that like, we, we, we will not do that to our children. Like not one, because we don't want to live at the end of our life that way. And at the same time, we don't want to do that to our kids. Right. So you this don't want to be this, a burden, right? Like this is the investment for the longevity, you know, of, and of it can be life. so simple. The thing right. is that we're just to, like, listen up. I know you're listening going like, oh, this all sounds so great, but you don't know my life. I am so busy. I barely have time to do this. And that. I'm like, you know what? 
you got to stop the excuses. Okay. And really realize that you are just more important than Instagram, than your girlfriend's happy hour, than whatever it is that you are prioritizing over yourself. It's much, you are much more important. And and if you just don't know, ask for help. It's that simple. There are services out there that for like $5, uh, $5, $10 a month that will plan things for you. There's, it's not for lack of help and resources because we all know that the internet is filled with resources. Okay. It's about really making a commitment to ourselves that we often just feel, I don't know if it's pride or what, but it's totally okay to get a coach or get a trainer. And I, but you can also get a little help on the day-to-day things like, you know, meal planning. It's mm-hmm. no different than a house cleaner or right. no, if you don't like to cook or plan your meals, get a meal planning service for like 10 bucks a month. If you don't yeah. like to clean your house, get a housekeeper if you can afford it, right? Cancel Netflix and yes. spend money on meal planning. It's which 10 bucks. You could, right. I mean, it's right. And that's the thing. I mean, you, you, there are resources. I mean, that was actually one of the things that we started. We're like, you know what? We're just going to get a meal service and they're just going to, we're going to just use one of those meal services. They're going to bring it to our door and we're going to just start there. And it's yes. not, and we didn't use it forever, but it was just a starting point for us. Um, yes. and, and, and I love really like, helpful. Right. And I, and, and it, and it has been, and every once in a while we'll go back to it. Cause we know, oh, this month is going to be crazy. Let's, let's set ourselves up for success and right. throw in, you know, the meal service again. Um, and you've got so much on, on your sites too. And we'll have all these linked up in the show notes for, for everyone listening to, to, you know, access meal planning and, and the recipes that you offer and your mama bowls on Instagram. Oh my gosh. That's such a bright, beautiful, colorful site. I'm like, I want to sit here on every day and just look because you have um, such beautiful pictures of food and and such great insight there. So uh, we'll have all those linked up in the show notes. I want to just touch on one more thing before we, we wrap, because this is, this is also extremely essential for how we're handling our day-to-day, not only from a physical standpoint and, and, and this longevity that we've been talking about, but also just how we're showing up and parenting better and showing up for work, but sleep. Oh yes. So, I mean, sleep is a big thing and creating a routine around sleep. So just give some insight to, um, our listeners who are, who like, they just don't get enough sleep because I'm, I'm with you. Like sleep is massively important. The recovery is just as important, if not more important than, Mm -hmm. than the work that we do. Right. And what, what we're showing up for during the day. So, uh, how do you help someone start to think about sleep and, and make that a priority? So this is such a great question because I used to be one of these go, 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 go. I don't really need sleep. It was a badge of honor, especially because my first two kids were uh, 15 months apart. So there were years that was so sleep deprived. And I used to think I'm so tired. It's normal. It's part of motherhood. And I was just really just barely hanging on. And I just accepted it as people live like this. It's quote normal. It's not normal. It is common, but not normal because normal it would be is to get enough rest so that you then can perform and live your life healthy. And so I went through a major health crisis where sleep was very much tied to it. And I had to spend, I, this is about six years ago. I spent uh, six weeks in bed taking melatonin around the block 
and sleeping at a minimum 16 hours a day. And it was hard. You want to talk about hard? It was like the sleep Olympics at my house. And now because of that experience, everybody around me knows that I guard my sleep and I go to bed when my youngest child goes to bed. My house pretty much shuts down around 9 p.m. Like laundry sits on the sofa and gets folded. I, I stop doing everything because most parents are like, but nine o'clock, oh my gosh, that's when I get my stuff done. No, you live that you got to take take away out of your mind. And I, I promise you, this is related to sleep. You have to take out of your mindset the fact that you have to do everything. If you have kids old enough to walk, they can pick up the Legos that they took out of the play box. If you have kids that are old enough to have homework, of any kind of homework, they're old enough to help out in the kitchen or help out putting the washer to the dryer or the dryer to the sofa. They're old enough to match socks. We are just not asking for help. And so the reason we feel like, oh my gosh, for me to go to bed early, I can't because then who would do everything? Well, you live in your home is like, I, I took on the community mindset in my house that I am not the only one who has to get everything done. And not everybody gets things done willingly. There's uh, quite a few, I'm from Spain. So mom loses it a few times a week, <laughs> but it's because you know what? I need to be respected that I too need rest. And so do they. Right. So my, the, where do you start? You start by establishing more of a community feel to your home where you don't feel like, by you going to bed earlier, things won't get done, right? And when people, when you feel like you're being supported in that way, right? Like whether it's a dishwasher, whatever it is, okay? Um, they, it, it can get done because you just ask for help. You delegated a task. They're learning that it's also the responsibility and you're getting more time back. It's not time to be spent on Netflix. It's time to be spent in your health and sleep. Right. So I just work it backwards. If I got to get up at 6 30 in the morning or six, if I got to get up at six and I need eight hours of sleep, I go lights out by 10, but it takes me a bit of time to wind down. Let's be realistic. And we all pick up our phone before bed and we watch the gram. So then I got to get to bed by like 9 15, 9 20. Right. Like I just literally work it backwards. Yeah. And it's the reverse engineering of it. Yeah. What time do I have to get up? Well, then this is the time I got to go to bed. It's not, I'll get to bed when I get everything done because I can literally pull all nighters seven nights a week. You know, I run a business like you, I have employees. I have like, I would never go to bed if I didn't just say, okay, enough. Yeah. So the way you do it is, and I encourage my, um, I have a whole system that I teach people how to do, but for 10 days, I'm all, if you're listening, you're like, I just can't get to bed. My kids, after my kids, I put them down. I need that extra hour, two, three for myself. You know what? Sleep is time to yourself, mm -hmm. right? And, and we all know we want it. I mean, let's totally. face it. No one wants to stay up longer and fold laundry or clean a kitchen. Like you just want to go to bed. You're tired. Like, totally. Right? So I, I said for 10 days, just 10 days, go to bed, give or take. Whoever is your, whoever's your youngest child at home, go to bed with them at the same time. If you have to sleep with them, do it. It doesn't matter. The idea is that you, in 10 days, you not only get more sleep, one, but two, you will realize, you'll realize that nothing happens. Yeah. Like 
the world, the world goes grim. on, right? You wake up the next morning and yes, the pile, the laundry is still on the sofa, but you're like, ah, let me just fold three or four things while I, I um, get everybody ready. Or the thing is, is that nothing happens. Like yeah. when we actually, and what I, the best part about it is that we're, we're not only are we more rested physically, but we forget about the mind piece that if you're saying, but I need my 30 minutes in the bath at night. Okay. My response to you is if you're taking 30 minutes in the bath and you're listening to music or something that's joyful and fulfilling, okay. But if you're sitting in the bath for 30 minutes, mulling over the problems that you have with your life and trying to resolve them or stress, if it's not truly a shutdown, you're better just go to sleep because sleep will truly shut you down and rest your mind. So right. for 10 days, my challenge is always go to bed when the kids go to bed for 10 days. And then if you truly see that like, um, you woke up and the house was a disaster or was chaos or what, then you assess and go, well, what is it that I need to do so that I can go to bed a little earlier, right? Do I need to delegate things? Do I need to ask somebody else to do this? Does somebody else completely, I don't even have to ask. So I just have to fully delegate it or not just right. not be, or not, or not participate. Right. And maybe long-term you don't go to bed when your nine-year-old goes to bed like me, maybe you go to bed by 10 PM, right. Or, or a reasonable time, whatever it is for you. But right. the idea is to really realize that nothing happens. Yeah. I mean, that's such a great point, right? We think like, oh my gosh, like the whole world's going to shut down. Uh, well, that already happened. So, hey, look, that yeah. already happened. So great. <laughs> Your household is fully prepared. We've already yeah. gone through that. So sleep, um, definitely. More right. Sleep. But, but right. And the, the other thing that I've learned about sleep is that um, you actually can't make up sleep. Correct. Right. So you're, you're just, you're just always like, you can, you can kind of quote unquote, catch up where you can start to feel a little bit more rested, mm -hmm. but you actually can never make up sleep. I mean, it's just like time, right? We can't make up time. Time is lost. Time is going to pass regardless. So yeah. think about how you're spending your time. Um, you know, when we say I don't have time, it's really about our self-management, right? Like what are we doing for ourselves and for the, the people we care about the most, you know, and how we're prioritizing the day. That's what we need to focus on because we all have 24 hours in the day and, you know, you can, you can cook healthy meals and still run a business and still jump on this podcast. And you could do all these things, um, because of how you prioritize your day and what you, you know, your, how you're managing yourself for the time. And the same thing goes for, um, it, it, sleep, right? We, we can't make up sleep. So start now so that you can just somewhat catch up and be able to feel like moving forward. And as time moves on, you're setting yourself in a, up in a, in a better place. And, and you know, and you're like, this is how our body recovers, right. you know, it's like, um, I was actually, um, I had this, um, comparison to like an operating system, right? So when you've got, you know, your computer and your operating system and, uh, all the processors that, you know, everything that goes into, like, you need to consistently update it. You need to either maybe get a, uh, an upgraded version of your computer in order to handle more apps and programs that you put on. And it's the same thing that if we're not actually resting and recovering ourselves, we just keep piling on and piling on and piling on. Well, of course your body at some point is going to shut down. It's going to shut down in some form or fashion, right? So we've got to, we've got to prioritize sleep. It's, 
It's because so key. It, but when you prioritize sleep, I call it the day cycle and then we'll be done because I know I take it yeah. out of time. But oh, no, no, when no, you prioritize fine. sleep and you're better rested, you feel physically better, mm-hmm. right? You you kind of approach life with a bit more like pep in your step, like I like to call it, because you just have a bit more energy. Right. And then not only do you do or more and you're enjoying your day-to-day better, but you make better decisions, right? You make not only about food because you're not deprived. So you're not looking for the next fix, whether it's like yeah, the, quick another, yeah. the quick fix, whether it's like carbs and empty foods, or it just gives you energy or just something or coffee all day. No, like you're like, you know what? This, you just, it is scientifically researched that when you sleep better, you make better decisions, both in your health, your wellness at work as a parent, right? Like show me a, a, a more sleep deprived parent in the early toddler years who is not fighting back a toddler at the dinner table. When we know we're never going to win. It's 630 at night. Our toddler is exhausted and they're trying to like peace out for the day. They've had enough and you've had enough and you're sleep deprived. Yeah. So it's a very, you're walking literally like my, um, my, my doctor years ago when I was the sleep issue, she's like, you are walking around and living life like a toddler with the highs, the lows and waiting for your next tantrum. Wow. That's a good analogy. I was like, no, I don't want to be a toddler. Like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm 40 years old. Come on. You know? But the point is, is that we, if we don't want to behave in the sense of irrational, right? Like, and that goes to food decisions or I'm just too tired to work out today. Yeah. Because you didn't sleep and it's not about working out. I'm just too tired to walk the dog, right? Poor dog. It, It doesn't, I always tell people, it's not about what workout you do. It's about physical movement. It doesn't matter what it is for 20 minutes a day. But if you're yeah. too tired to do that, maybe you need to re, you know, go back and rest. So if you rest better, you wake up feeling better with more energy. You'll be less dependent in coffee and make better food choices and then therefore have more physical energy to do the things that you want to do for your day. And that may include, you know, taking care of your children or elderly parents, cooking meals, uh, working out. And you can then... By, if you properly sleep cycle, by the time you get to 8, 9 p.m., your body begins to feel like, hey, it's time to wind down, right? Mm-hmm. Just like our toddlers. They'll like kids are very intuitive to when it's time for them to go to bed. And so we just are so trained to push through that that we truly don't live the day cycle, right? Yep. We don't sleep enough, then it just it goes, it's cyclical. So yep. the first thing you fix in your if you want to fix your eating habits, the first thing you fix is more sleep for 10 days because yeah. you have more energy, you make better choices, and then you have you see better response to everything else around you. Yeah. Uh, a mentor of mine said, um, work from rest, don't rest from work. And I thought that was so profound because when we're we're just we're working, 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 we're go, 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 go. Like the rest just is is like so low on, on the totem pole, you know, but if we actually work from rest, we are, like you say, making better decisions. We're showing up better. We're responding, not reacting, you know, and, and, uh, and it just like the day just flows better. And when we have things come at us that change the plan or frustrate us or whatever, like we really can, uh, show up more calmly in those situations 
with the toddler tantrums or whatever they may be, uh, we can show up better because we're not so, uh, sleep deprived, but, um, yeah. Oh, and I love the challenge. So, um, and I'd love for, you know, anyone listening, you know, just, um, let it like, let us know, you know, let us know if you've done the challenge and what, what you found out of it. Um, you know, tag Laura Fuentes on, on Instagram, you can tag me. Um, but you know, like, let's just, let's start making this, you know, uh, just an, a priority, right? Like let's, yeah. let's refocus how we're spending our time and our day and getting off the things that just, um, keep us in this fight, flight, or freeze mentality. Uh, Laura, thank you so much. This has been so insightful. I, I, I actually have like a bunch of other questions too, because I'm like, you have so much information and things that, you know, are just very relative. So, um, you know, we'll have everything linked up in the show notes, the momables.com also, um, laurafuentes.com and, and on Instagram as well. Uh, cookbooks are available. Um, and I love, I love it. Like taco Tuesday, like the taco Tuesday cookbook will, will go over very well in our household. So, uh, (laughs) need to grab that, um, for, for, uh, for healthy planning. Um, but you've just got so much insight that will help set these families up for success and, uh, just love what you're doing. So thank you for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me on today. I'm super, it was, it was very, it's great to speak with someone who also is sharing the same types of insights with her audience to live a healthier, just more present lifestyle. Yeah. And it's easier to do than you realize. So you've got (laughs) both of us here to help you out. And uh, we thank you as always for listening. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Family OS Podcast. We have a special gift that we'd love to give you. Text us the word POD, P-O-D, to 720-459-4219, and we'll text you back. Until next time.